Blog Talk Radio. I'll do that again. Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. This series of podcasts is dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children like professionals help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and play therapist for nearly 20 years. I'm also a mom. I learned many lessons from my child clients and my own children, coupling this with my knowledge base of mental health counseling. This has informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognize in working with thousands of children and their parents these simple principles for parenting. I will cover more than 20 principles for blissful parenting so you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are both simpling, simple and life-altering. They will change and enhance your relationships you have with children. They will impact how your children behave, and you will feel um, better about yourself around children. And these principles, when you apply them, will improve your overall parenting esteem. In this podcast, I will talk about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. There will be special guests that will further our conversations about parenting and children, You'll want to stay tuned for my upcoming book, Blissful Parenting, and check out my website, www.integrativecounseling.us, or follow me on Twitter at Dr. Jody Mullen. For today's show, I'm joined by my friend, sidekick, mental health counselor, play therapist, mom, and grandma, June Ripley, and we'll be addressing um, holiday strategies um, and challenges with children. So welcome, June. Hi, thank you. Okay, we thought that this was a timely uh, timely show, although um, Thanksgiving has already passed. We still have a bunch of the holiday season upon us, so we're going to just address, address some things, lessons that we've learned from children um, in our, um, our own lives and our counseling and play therapy practice that will help you in terms of keeping things um, fun-centered around the holidays versus stress centered around the holidays. And, you know, most of the time you see um, when people are referring to holiday stress, they're referring to the stress that adults experience during the holidays. Um, But one of the things that we certainly notice is that um, this can be a very stressful time for children as well. Uh, Part of the reason it can be a stressful time for children is they're feeding off of the stress of their parents. And in a couple of weeks I'll be doing um, a show um, having my friend Dina Proctor, who has an upcoming book, um, due out in January called Madly Chasing Peace, talk about how we as parents can just um, calm down and, and enjoy the holidays um, so that we can do a better job at our parenting. But today we're going to focus on some, some strategies and some lessons that we have learned um, from, from our children about how to keep this time um, a calmer, more fun-focused, more holiday-focused time for our children. So that's the, the crux of our show today. And um, I guess where I wanted to start with, because this is really just fresh in my mind, is I saw a quote yesterday on, you know, on a sign, and it it wasn't given an author, so I can't give anybody credit, but it said, um, the most important things in life aren't things. And I thought, like, that was such a nice way to, to start off the show, because one of the major things that I noticed just um, following up with this Thanksgiving holiday was that for the children in our family, that was certainly true. Um, this was isn't a holiday that has to do with gifts or getting getting things. It just has to do 
um, list of things that come from family and tradition. And so um, it happens to be my, like one of my favorite holidays because of that, because it's focused on family and tradition and sharing rather than giving and getting. And so um, just something to think about as we progress through some of these strategies that you can um, have that, the things part, <laughs> um, be part of the holidays that also have to do with giving and getting and um you know, or it has to do with giving and getting seemingly to children and certainly um, the way that they're talked about on, you know, in the media and whatnot. So um, one of the things that we had to deal with this Thanksgiving and I think um, is something that people often have to deal with during the holidays is, is visiting family and having family visit, two separate issues. So I'm going to start off talking about when you go to visit family, how can you prepare your children to, to do that. And one of the things that's important, I think, is really planning ahead. When you're visiting family, how do you plan ahead? How can how long are you staying um, and how that would impact your child? And so um, one of the things that is certainly a uh, blissful parenting principle is keeping things as stable um, as possible. Um, having room for flexibility, but recognizing routine is still super, super important. And so one of the things in terms of visiting family is what can you do to make that visit um, still have components of what your child is used to and what is part of their routine. So some of the things um, that we thought of um, in our family and really came from the lessons we learned from the children in our family is just having foods that they typically eat, so not necessarily for your main, you know, family meal or your special family meal that's connected to your holiday, but what do they eat for snacks? Is it possible to bring those either with you or um, have them at the place that you're staying? What about, you know, their special toys or, um, uh, you know, other kinds of things that make them feel comforted? If you typically read them, bedtime stories, they'll go ahead and read them a bedtime story. If they typically sleep with their monkey, like my niece Lila does, you have to make sure monkey's with you. You know, um, having the proper, even um, having the kinds of, like, cups or plates or spoons, especially for those, you know, toddlers um, that they're very, you know, uh, that make eating and enjoying meals uh, easier for them. So just having things with you, bringing them with you or arranging for them to be with you, um, having those things with you would make your visit easier. Uh, other things that you can think of, June, in terms of when you go with your family to visit other family members or friends. Um, I don't know. I think you you covered most of them. I think just to, to actually just prepare, um, just like, to sit down with your children and prepare them for what's to come. Mm. Um, not just kind of like put them in the car, we're going. To kind of just like have some downtime to talk about, um, even when they're really little, to just say like, this is going to be a little different, but, you know, we're still going to have your blanket, we're still going to have this, we're still going to have that. And so to just kind of let them know, kids love to be able to like um, – be able to count on certain things and, and knowing in advance. They like to be prepared for things. And so I think I, it, all of the things you mentioned are important. Yeah, and I, I'm really glad that you said that because, um, you know, if we, if I were bringing you to my family for Thanksgiving, I would certainly give you a little bit of a lowdown on what to expect, right? I would say, okay, nobody right. really gets 
all that stuff. Um, this is what we eat. This is what time we eat. You and know, I, and I um, like that. I would like to know those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, um, so I'm not going to say it in the same way with my kids or with kids, but you still want to give them an idea of what they can expect you know, what they can expect. And we're not going to eat right away. First, we're going to watch a football game or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But this way, they have an idea of what they can expect. All of us as humans do better when we know what we can expect. So certainly um, that's something we want to talk to them about. And when you're talking to kids, and this has, doesn't just have to do with holiday traditions and challenges, but when you're talking to kids, and this is definitely a lesson June and I have learned from them, is that you want to keep it short and sweet and not get too complicated. So, you know, you don't have to go through the entire menu, um, <laughs> for example, but say that some of your favorite things will be there. We're going to have turkey and we're going to have ice cream for dessert. You know, just a couple of things um, because if you start explaining too much or if you're explaining things that are beyond where their years, um, then that gets confusing to them and, and they'll stop listening and then we get upset with that. And so one of the ways to cut down on your stress here is as you're explaining kind of the holiday-related things to your children, keep it short and sweet and make sure you're using words that you already know they understand and connect to. So um, that's just a, a bonus strategy right there. So that's when you're visiting family, um, also preparing them for how long it's going to take you to get there, how long you're staying, and how long it will take you to get back. And and um, you can break that time down into time children understand, like even saying to a uh, even saying to a five-year-old, three hours is not really a good way for them to understand time. Maybe saying it's going to take us um, half a school day, or, you know, or something like that, that gives them an, uh, an idea of time that they can really relate to because children understand time a little bit differently than we do. Um, so that's when you have, uh, when you're going to visit family. On the flip side of that is what, what, what happens when family is coming to visit you. Um, one of the things that we deal with in our family means when family comes to visit us, we all kind of have to move around. Our sleeping arrangements change somewhat. Our daily routine uh, changes somewhat. It's not four people trying to take showers. It's now 12 people <laughs> uh, trying to take showers. Um, so in the same way that um, June just mentioned talking to your children about when you go to visit family, you also want to talk to your children about, well, what are some of the things that are going to happen when family visits us? You know, they're not used to um, having to share their room or they're not used to having to sleep in sleeping bags or whatever it may be that you, you know that this is, you can let your kids know that this is what's going to happen. It's going to be crazy here. I actually, my kids really respond to that. <laughs> it's going to be crazy here for a couple of days, but what we love is that we get our whole family um, to stay with us, you know, for those couple of days. So letting them know um, what they can expect. And also one of the things that I certainly have learned from kids um, with regard to having family visit, is if you have kids who need, um, and I do, um, I have kids who need their private time and need their quiet time, and they get kind of overwhelmed by the scene of um, of holidays, is that making sure 
to still honor that. So I will say, um, especially if you're like the oldest cousin, I find out find that that's you know very frequent that all the little ones kind of want to be near you and look up to you and that kind of thing. And so offering, making sure you create a space so that kids who need quiet or downtime or private time can have that. So I'll say to uh, my nieces and nephews about um, my oldest, uh, my daughter, for instance, is I'll say, like, you know, Leah, she's a teenager now, so she kind of needs about an hour to just go hang out up in her own room by herself. And sometimes she won't need a whole hour, but she might need a whole hour. And just making sure to give um, that time I think is important. Um, the other one other thing I would add, and then June, I wanted to check in and see if you have anything else you would add to that, is um, if family is coming to visit your house, how can your, including your kids, and how can they help prepare? So what are some of the things that get done ahead of time? Do you decorate? Do you um, move things around? Do you prepare food? Um, you know, what kind of things do you, do you do to prepare for family visiting and include your kids in on that so they can feel like they have, and this is very important, some decision-making and some power and some control over the chaos, <laughs> the fun chaos, I will add, that's about to embark on um, your home. So that, that might be another thing that can be helpful in terms of having family come visit you. Anything else you can think of, June? No, um, not really. Just like you said, to um, to be able to to um, have them take part in the preparations. At least then it's not just like this big thing that's happening, but that they're not a part of. So I think when you said, you know, have them in, be included in the preparation and and um, whatever that you know whatever that includes. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they could just feel totally totally alienated from the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I mean, I think the two major schemes here are to plan ahead, regardless of if you're visiting or somebody's visiting you, and to, you know, to help your kids, even though they're going to be out of their routine, um, how do you help them maintain some level of routine? And, the, you know, the other thing that, um, as I'm saying that, and I was also thinking about it, is that school-age children are out of routine because of that as well. And so holidays mean that they have time off from school or um, altered, you know, hours for school. And that, too, can, um, you know, make them feel out of their routine. So, you know, um, although I love to be able to be flexible about, you know, sleeping in and bedtime and that, um, and those aspects of uh, holiday time, there is part of that that winds up being out of routine for some kids that's not that doesn't work for them. So that's like about you know I, I think one of the things that we've talked about almost in every podcast is that you that you as a parent are really the expert on your own kid. And so if your kid can snap back pretty easily from having their bedtimes altered, then go ahead, you know, by all means, be flexible about their bedtimes during this special time. Um, but if they can't, then you, that's where you're going to have to follow through as a parent and make sure that they stick to, like, their bedtime or even eating routine, you know, whatever it is about that. What what can your kids be flexible about and what can you be flexible about and what do you really, processes do you really need to stick with? I think um, what you just said, Jody, is, is um, so important, even when I think back to traveling with my own kids. And there are, um, I remember, like, one of my sons was 
such he had such a difficult time traveling like as a baby. He wouldn't he liked his own crib, he liked all of his he he got very off. And yet uh-huh. my other son, you could pretty much bring anywhere. He he'd still take his naps. So it's important mm-hmm. to remember that some kids roll with the punches really easily and other kids it completely can be overwhelming to be out of their normal environment. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that you highlight that because that can be, you know, two kids in the same family. So it's not just, you know, just dependent on how you parent, period. It's how you parent your individual children and recognizing, you know, that they have individual, you know, differences and needs, right. you know, and needs about that. You know, another thing, you know, as you're saying that, especially about nap time, I was thinking of is that a lot of kids, we push them, you know, too far in terms of getting the proper amount of sleep or eating right, or even activity level during holidays. And so important, those are like three incredibly important things to factor in when you're trying to keep your child's stress level down and therefore your stress level down (laughs) so that you can have blissful parenting even during the holidays. It's like, you know, how do you regulate those things that um, are so important to how they just function and how we all function on a day-to-day basis. So can you factor in, uh, you know, taking a walk or doing something active outside, throwing around, you know, a football? What, you know, what can you do? Even if you're inside, you know, what can you do? Can you play one of those, um, a game that, you know, a game inside that includes the physical part? Maybe there are some of those um, video games or, you know, that you could have that physical component. Can you dance? What can, you know, what can you do? so that your kids are, are moving and get, you know, rid of some of their um, energy during that time. But also, like, making sure they're getting enough sleep. So if you're going to be flexible about bedtimes and wake-up times, sh- you know, make sure they're still getting enough sleep. And the proper, you know, the proper nutrition, too, because a lot of times holidays are filled with, you know, goodies in, <laughs> in terms of food. And although... Um, you know, there's lots of research out there that says, you know, sugar doesn't make kids crazy or anything like that. Just monitoring the nutritional values of their food. So sugar might not make them crazy, but having too many sweets or goodies like that is not nutritionally sound and it's going to make their bodies, you know, not their physical body not feel very good. And so, mm-hmm. you know, just being thoughtful about those kind of more basic needs. No, oh, and even when I think back, I just said to my husband last night after all the the eating and all, I I I can still being out of my normal routine. Um, mm-hmm. as, you know, I I kind of like to on a regular basis watch what I eat, and I'm pretty healthy, and I you know I keep physically active, and I've kind of been slacking a little bit, and you know due to all of those things that we've just mentioned and having company and this and that, and I can see how it affects me. So I can only. Right. Um, I can, you know, you can you can really see how it would affect children, um, you know, and when their um, nutrition and and just their their whole system is off. Yeah, yeah, and I, we I feel really lucky because um, the past we do Thanksgiving and at our house, and um, I live in northern um, New York or central New York, and it's it's snowing right now today, two days after Thanksgiving, <laughs> but. But the last couple of Thanksgivings, we've had really beautiful weather. So we take advantage of that. And um, actually, all the, um, a couple of the grown-ups hang out with the kids, and the kids just play 
you know, run amok actually outside and, um, you know, some of the older kids and the parents go for a walk and, you know, we did a, like a five-mile walk and everybody, you know, it's, it really just gets you into everybody's moving and feeling good and, you know, and then um, when you're, you eat and eat and eat later, it doesn't, it doesn't feel so bad. But, um, you know, just it's true. It's those things impact all of us. So it's just, it is important as part of our, I'm de-stressing during holiday times to make sure that we're eating well and sleeping well and um, keeping our activity level up so that we can still feel good about ourselves um, in general. I mean, those are all important things. You know, another thing that I was thinking about um, sometimes happens here on the holidays is um, we uh, are missing people, you know, people that um, have passed on, that, you know, have died over the years. And this is really a time where um, a lot of us as grown-ups or parents um, miss those other people in our lives, our grandparents, our parents, you know, um, pets, (laughs) whomever. And so some, I, I do think that, this is a natural time to, you know, engage um, your spirituality and encourage that with your children in terms of just honoring, you know, people who have passed on, whether that's through recipes or your, a prayer uh, before your meal or, you know, a special ornament on your Christmas tree, uh, whatever it is, is to, you know, keep um, that sense of intergenerational um, and spiritual connectedness in your family regardless of, you know, it's certainly it's personal to your family, but regardless of, you know, any particular religious, you know, faith or faith that you have, I think, like, this is a nice time of year to do that. And it t- tends to make, you know, children feel, they don't get scared or off-put by that, but um, I think what we've seen over time is they feel really comforted by that because it's like they have um, an extended family um, mm-hmm. half the family that they have here on Earth, you know? So yeah, um, that was mm-hmm. just uh, I had a question that I thought I'd sort of pose to both of us um, for the last part of our show here, and um, I was thinking about what what's the most important holiday lesson um, that we that you've learned from kids, whether it's your own children or grandchildren in your case, or um, children that you work with in counseling. Can you think of um, what one? Did you want to start that off, or would you like me to go first? <laughs> um. I guess just right off the top of my head, I would say that um, the most important lesson I've learned from, I guess, my kids and other kids is that um, the things that matter to most can seem really, um, like, trivial or unimportant or, or, um, I don't don't quite know how to word it, but they can... um, they're they're not the big extravagant things that you might that you might think of. It's the it's the traditions. It's the the fact that um, they go to they go to mom's and she's got the same spritz cookies that they count on year after year. Yeah. It's the, um, it's the way that the stockings are always you know you always do the stockings at this time and you. It, it's just those those little things that you may not think that your kids are really really noticing, but that they really really are. And I, I guess yeah. I can speak from having you know grown kids now who have their own children, and I can see that it's even though you your twenty eight year old 
is a grown man, it doesn't mean that he doesn't walk in the house and say, Mom, where is that thing you always put on the dining room table that has all the old macaroni ornaments we made in, you know, <laughs> kindergarten? You know, things yeah. like that, that they still, they count on those things and they um, they, they keep them with them through their life. Those are the real gifts of the, I mean, not to sound corny, and I know that we do, but I guess we are, June. (laughs) Those are the real real gifts of the season, aren't they? I mean, I think that, you know, one of the things we do in our family is we talk about to the children always um, is about how um, we're all part Santa Claus. And that so sometimes, you know, we get to be Santa for some other people, for some needy kids where we pick the names off the tree at the elementary school and buy something for those um, um, needy children or families um, or even people in our own family. And, and what happens with that is then, you know, as the kids get older and have some uh, different realizations about the nature of uh, the, the ho- that part of the holiday, they, they really are involved in the thinking about um, the gift, uh, um, you know, buying or creating and, and giving. My, my daughter um, is 12, and she makes jewelry, and she um, bakes um, cookies and cupcakes. Those are um, a couple of her favorite things to do. She's um, really creative. And, you know, she just, we were, did a little preliminary holiday shopping yesterday, and she said, oh, I have so many people on my list. And it, it's not because she feels, like she has to, oh, I have to do all of this for everybody. But it's that she recognizes, you know, she's part Santa. <laughs> and so she wants to make sure that she has, you know, whether it's making cookies um, for the guys, that's what she usually does, make bakes for the guys, and making jewelry for the women who and girls who are important to her. That, you know, that's what she does. She really sees it as, like, this is what this holiday is about. And that's not about anything I ever bought her, you know. <laughs> that's about a yeah. tradition that was that was passed down from the, from my grandma to my mom to me, you know, and now to you know to my daughter and um, son. It's like that. We're all part Santa, and um, this is this is what we do. And and it's really cool because as you know, kids have those real some of those realizations developmentally about the nature of the holiday is that there's something. They don't um, they don't feel a sense of loss about um, that. They actually feel like, oh, good, now this is what I get to do. You know, I get to to um, celebrate this way. So, you know, keeping I think that that's really important. Keeping the holiday um, filled with its specialness for those older kids too, who may have lost some of the <laughs> some of the magic. You know, <laughs> that happens when they're younger. And I think those family traditions and, you know, the spritz cookies are a sign of that magic. Yeah, exactly. And they they count on them. And, and traditions are what, like, bond generations together. And I, I have actually um, given both my daughter-in-laws and, and my daughter the, the spritz cookie, um, you know, gotten them each a spritz cookie, whatever you want to call it, cookie maker, and because uh, my my sons were both like, oh, I want I want I want them to be made at home too. So it's kind of cool because yeah. they and they're, of course, they're not traditional spritz cookies. We make them different and have our own special touch. And so that's kind of cool to think that um, I got the recipe from my mother-in-law, and then I'm passing it now down to, you know, so it'll it'll continue to go, and those will be 
those will be important um, cookies in generations to come. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, I mean, I think that's the real giving of it. And if you, you know, I think it becomes then how do you create that in your kids? And if you can create that in your kids, then this isn't such a stressful time. They can really be helpful to you rather than, oh, my gosh, how are we going to, you know, do this and how am I going to get all this done? I think if you make your... Um, a lot, and this is definitely what we've learned from the kids that we've um, worked with and certainly, you know, has only been um, followed up by my own children, is if I do include them in on the planning and the and the um, thoughtfulness of the holiday season, then it's not it, it's not stressful and it's um or not as stressful. It's only it's only as stressful as we make it. Maybe that's the best way to say it. And so Exactly. So I really, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's our message here, you know, to you all as parents today, we only have a minute or so left, is that you, you don't have to make this um, so stressful for yourself. And one of the places that you can do that is by, is by taking some of the stress, um, some of your own stress away so that it's not so stressful for your children, but also creating opportunities for your children to truly enjoy um, what it is that you enjoyed, and, and um, this would be a good time for them to get in their time machine, wouldn't it, June? <laughs> go back to your time. <laughs> go back to your childhood, and 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 really, you know, maybe even do a, a a short meditation or a visualization about your own childhood and what you appreciated um, or, or wished for as a child during the holiday season, and bring that forward um, for your kids. I think that would be, you know, that might that that could set a whole different tone. So you, if we've gotten through here in the United States, we've gotten through Thanksgiving, and now, um, you know, we're going on to another set of holidays. So um, what can you do better this year, calmer, and bring more fun in? And to remember so that you're modeling for your kids. Oh, always, always, always. They learn from you who they are, and they do that by watching you. So have a wonderful holiday. Thank you, June, again, for the gift of joining me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and we'll talk to you again next week. Have a great holiday season. Thank you for listening.